Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Calgary and Toronto about to get underway. Lightning and Avalanche about to face off as well in the second period. It is the Devils leading the Blues 2-1. Third period, Capitals up 4-2 on the Canadians. Montreal actually out shooting Washington 32-19, but it looks like they are headed towards their 31st regulation loss of the year. Halfway through the third, Pittsburgh up 1-0 in Ottawa. Carter, the only goal in that game, his 13th. After two, Hurricanes lead the Bruins 4-0. Svechnikov has his 18th, Ajo his 20th. And uh, about eight minutes into the third, Sabres leading the Blue Jackets 3-2. Oilers and Islanders tomorrow here on 6.30. Ched, 5.30 for the face-off show game at 7. Jay Woodcroft will be the head coach in an NHL game for the first time ever as uh, he's up for the rest of the season with Dave Tippett fired today. And then uh, I guess we see where it goes from there. Good to have Craig McTavish on the show. Uh, a lot of insight into what he is seeing. And, um, you know, we've seen the Oilers give up all these odd man rushes. And he says it's he, he sees a lot of these 100-foot lateral diagonal passes. And then the other team can get going through the neutral zone. The Oilers' defense has to back in a little too much. And he said that's a spot that should be filled by the third forward. So there's something specific I think we can watch tactically for the Oilers that is hopefully going to improve. I, I think a few things have to improve, but but certainly they, they give up way more odd, odd man rushes than the ones they're able to earn. And, uh, yeah, things got to change. Uh, Ken Holland today, the GM of the team, was asked about improving the five-on-five goals against. You've got to keep the puck out of your net. And um, we have to do, we have to work, we have to figure out a way to, can't win 5-4. You know, we won lots of games. I think the first 16-5, and five, I think what we were scoring five goals to win. So, certainly, you got to, you got to keep, not sure where Bakersfield is in the goals against, but I watch them. I, their goals against is plummeting. They're 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 playing good. They're they're so hopefully a different voice. We're all saying the same message. Like the game's played the same way today. There, there's different terminology, but at the end of the day, you got to defend hard. You got to keep the puck out of your net. You got to be good defensively. You got to go to the blue paint. You got to score ugly goals. You got to have good special teams. And, and there'll be somebody here sitting here 20 years from now telling you it'll, there'll be different verbiage and different terms. But the game is played on the same 80 by 200, and it's 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 it's, it's, it's hockey. So you know sometimes you just need to have a sometimes there's just got to be a different voice and 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 certainly there's tweaks and you got to do some little different things and some neutral zone coverage and you're going to do some things differently but but certainly what you're saying is we got to keep the puck out of our net i mean it's you know and and you're giving up when you give up three four five every night it's 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 tough to, to sustain any kind of um, any kind of winning 
All right. So uh, let's hear from you for the next hour here. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. Um, we might get a lot of calls here. Uh, we'll see. I know we got a few guys on hold. I'm just going to ask everybody, you know, try and kind of have a focus, and uh, I'll try to give you a minute or a little more if, if, if you're sounding good. Um, you know, let's talk about if you want to say what you think ultimately was Tippett's undoing, you can go there. Uh, if you want to give your thoughts on Jay Woodcroft coming up, I'm interested to hear about that because Jay Woodcroft has has no NHL coaching experience. Like, you know, I was doing this when Todd McClellan got hired. Some people were thrilled. Some people said, no, no, I watched him with the Sharks. I don't like it. Same with Dave Tippett. Some people were thrilled. Some people said, no, no, with Arizona, I didn't like this. With Jay Woodcroft, we don't have any NHL evaluation. We know he's done quite well. Uh, with the Bakersfield Condor. So I, 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 I don't think there's much debate there. Good record and developing some players from the farm who have come up to varying degrees of success, but who have been able to to, to come up. So, um, you know, I don't I don't know if, if people are going to say, no, it should have been Gullitson, they should have you got Babcock, they should have got Palmer, whoever. You know, I don't know. I, I, Holland said he didn't look there. But I'll just ask you to kind of have a focus and keep it to – you know, a minute, maybe two, uh, if you're on a roll and you're making some good points. 780-496-0063. Or if you want to comment on anything you heard from MACT as well, we'll go to John on line one. John, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Uh, I read it's Jay Collin. I wanted to let you know what I'm going to tell the team tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm going to say to him, you know, that there's going to be a few changes. And actually, I'm going to tell him there's going to be a lot of changes. And Rule number one is no shots on our goal for the first 10 minutes of every game. Number two, when the puck is in our defensive zone, I want our D to go in there and get that puck and get the puck out of our zone. I don't want any more pucking around in the zone. Number three, if the puck is in the attack zone, I want one or two D always back. No more two-on-ones, three-on-ones, four-on-zero, simultaneous double breakaways. we got to stop that. And finally, if you give up a two-on-one, you're going back to Bakersfield. There's got to be punishments for screw-ups. Well, and speaking of Bakerfield, I'm going to bring in Marcus Nemolainen. He's going to be our eliminator. He's going to massacre any coming across the, the, the blue line with the puck with a hard, clean check that's going to lift them right out of their skates. All right. Thank you, John slash Jay. Good to hear from you. <laughs> that is uh, John doing some uh, role-playing as, as Jay Woodcroft. I think he said pucking around, didn't he, Kellen? I hope so. <laughs> I got you covered either way there, but yeah. yes, I, I do believe he, he said pucking around. Yes. John calls pretty regular, so I don't mm. think he'd all of a sudden slip in a, a word that he shouldn't. Uh, yeah, well, and, and, you know, Mac T made a good point too. That, like, there's not a lot of practice time here. Uh, so Jay Woodcroft's communication skills, uh, getting accountability from uh, the leadership group, uh, and, you know, Mac T said something interesting here that, that, that the Oilers have been pretty inconsistent with, you know, and he said they're not that deep. And especially when they weren't healthy, that hurt them. Now, they actually are. Well, they were healthy. I guess now Keith is hurt. Nima Linen has been called up. I'm not sure if he plays tomorrow. I would imagine they'll put Broberg in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, this has now become, to me, uh, you know, very tense for the Oilers to make the playoffs. They, they are out right now. It is not an uh, insurmountable deficit. But. 
they they don't have a lot of leeway to have a segment where they go a 10 game segment where they go three five and two or even even four and six i mean you you probably need a 600 points percentage the rest of the way or maybe just under maybe i mean the pacific division isn't great um so there's not there's not a lot of leeway and then there's not going to be a lot of practice time so this is going to be a challenge for woodcroft to communicate to keep uh, the spirits on the team high to get the buy-in from the key guys I mean, this is this. There are a lot of storylines here for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be interesting. I just don't. I think I think it's still going to be a little bumpy along the way as well. We have Sir Robert on the line. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed, how you doing? Good. Well, I mean, I guess uh, I'm going to start with uh, three points here. I guess uh, a, a number one would be I, I personally think Holland looked at the uh, looked at where the team is at now. And and I think he was maybe thinking, okay, well, if I keep if I keep Tippett here, amongst all the criticism he said, that we're currently getting, as opposed to what happens if I keep him and we miss the playoffs, now the now the criticism is going to be much higher for him and Tippett. And so number two is obviously goaltending, which I've touched on several times. I still think sure. they need a goalie. Yeah, whether I mean whether or not that'll happen this year before the deadline, who knows? And number three, I think personally, Jay Woodcroft. I mean, I mean, I remember when he was here with uh, uh, Todd McClellan as an assistant. I think you know, and I, you know, and I've been following what he what he's been doing a little bit down in Bakersfield. And I think you know what I think he's the, I think he certainly has the tools to get this team to the playoffs uh, now with. 38 games left as you were saying there's not a there's not a ton of leeway i think they have to win 23 24 of their final 38 but that's just me well yeah i mean like i said um yeah and thanks i appreciate that um i mean so 38 games left so that's 76 points available uh if you get I mean, man, if 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 they get fifty points, uh, you get to ninety nine. So could you do something like, man, that that might be tough. Twenty three, twelve and four. That's not even the right math. I'll have to fix my math. But I guess twenty two, twelve and four. Ten games over five hundred. I mean, they've they've done it. They did it earlier in the season. But you're, you're going to have to do it again in a in a pretty tense period of time against other teams that are fighting for those spots as well. And and you know, another question here, I think for everybody, and you know, you'll all have your own personal answers, is how good are the Oilers capable of playing? Do I think they're capable of playing better than the last twenty three games? I do, um, and, and I do think coaching can make an impact. But but if if the Oilers are uh, an above average team, then then if Jay Woodcroft does a great job, maybe then they become a very good team. I, I don't think a coach can take a team from above average to excellent. Pers- uh, personally. Now, maybe I'm underestimating where they're at. Maybe you'll have a different sense of where they're at. I'm sure some of you think they're worse than above average. I, I still think they, they should be an above average team if they're firing on all cylinders. We'll uh, go to Dale as well on the Certainty Hotline. We have uh, Dale, go ahead, my man. Hey, Reed, I, I agree with your last comment there about how good are they. So my first point, I guess, is, you know, how much of this is on the players and, you know, the group 
that has been here for the last few years because the last two coaches that we've had, which Todd McClellan, who took San Jose, they were a perennial playoff contender, never made it to Stanley Cup finals, but they were always top. He leaves here. He now has taken an L.A. Kings team, which is uh, supposedly rebuilding with most of their stars on the back end of their of their careers, and they're doing well. And then you have Dave Tippett, who once took an Arizona team with a lot less talent than what we have to the Western Conference Final. So how much is on on the players? And I know that you know some things have improved, but when you have you know defensemen. Uh, not covering people in front of the net when you have wingers that, you know, over pursue when you have all that sort of stuff and it keeps happening over and over again, year after year, I question the commitment of sometimes of some of the players onto whether or not they want to play the style that's going to make them winners. And I'll compare them and I hate comparing them to the team down South, but that team down South, and I don't want them to be, you know, I, Sutter has, has a certain style and I don't need them to be that way, but you have uh, a player like Johnny Goudreau, who uh, is at the top of the league in scoring, and he's plus 33. Yeah. Like, that That to me is is a sign that some of our players need to make that commitment. And my last point is, is, is I'll, I'll use someone like Darnell Nurse. It's great that Darnell Nurse can play 26, 27 minutes a game, but he doesn't really do anything overly offensive. He doesn't really play as a, as a shutdown. So he, he does take up that 26 or 27 minutes. I'd rather him play 23 minutes and be a little more physical or play that 23 minutes and be a little more offensive. But I, I just think that roles are there, and I think their biggest concern is you can't be a really good team with Bouchard, Barry, and Lagason as three of your six defensemen. Well, yeah, Dale, 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 don't hang up. I think you made yeah. a lot of good points. Uh, I mean, you've probably heard uh, us talk about are, are Barry and Bouchard redundant? Did Holland need to bring Barry back? You, you know, once Larson went, uh, you know, could have there like if he could have cloned Cody Cece, would have they been better or whatever? That, that's a valid point. Uh, I, I've talked about what I think Tippett's deficiencies were. Some people disagree with me. That's fine. And I, I don't know if you heard Mac T, but in in a very Mac T. Um, you know, Mac T doesn't throw people under the bus, but he's he's critical in his own intelligent way. I mean, he basically said that 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 the leaders need to, you know, Connor and Leon. He 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 needs to see them commit to that defense a little more, even if it's ten percent more, and then that hopefully helps. Yeah. Now, look, I don't think those guys are the main problem on the team, no, but no, I understand what no. you're saying. It's another point. It's right. another bullet point on the list. But, I mean, at the same time, they are 25 and 26 years old. It's time for them to start leading in other ways because Alexander Ovechkin, he was the guy that flew the zone. He was the guy that did, you know, did all that earlier in his career. He had to change his game to become a winner as well. Yeah, and it, and it, you talk to people that played with him, it took him a while too, right? Well, yeah. it, it, absolutely. That's, that's a, a fair point. That's a fair you know, point, and, yeah. You know, and, and, and I mean, quickly about playing Leon and Connor too much, the reason that, you know, we always complain as fans that our, you know, our top six are no good, you know, our top six 
are no good because they never have a chance to be good. And if you take someone like a Ryan Strom, who was here before, and he was the third-line center behind Connor and, and uh, Nuge, and we all were all against, oh, he's no good, and he can't do this, he can't do that. He goes to a team where he starts getting played actual minutes into a role where he works better, and he's a 60, 65-point guy. The, if you come yeah. to this team, I wouldn't want to be a third-line player coming to this team because you come to this team, you want to be fourth-line players want to be third-line players, third-line want to be second, and so on. You come to this team, you don't get the chance to be better and, and work on that next contract well, and that, work on more points because you that's what I've been saying. That's that's what I've been saying. Yeah. Like let yeah. guys develop a role and don't like let them feel ownership in the outcome of the game, right? As opposed to like, well, just you play six minutes and just don't screw up. Well, no, and, play and it, play eleven and, not, and try to win the game yeah. in those eleven. Well, and it's not Connor and Leon's fault because it, the coach is the one that puts them out there, right? They're not the ones. Yes. If you ask Connor, hey, if you're going to play 19 minutes a game and, and get close to the Stanley Cup, you'll only do it? He absolutely, he would say yes. It's not yes. him that, that says, hey, coach, I'm going out there for 25 minutes and you're not stopping. That doesn't happen. So, yes, I agree. Anyways, have a good night, right. Reed. Thanks Great, very much. Great call. Yeah, that is Dale. Uh, i got to call a quick timeout. Ron and Chad are next in the batting order. Inside Sports on Chad. been calling a lot lately he's got a lot on his mind uh ron from red deer is checking in look i can't get you cam moon's phone number so you have to ask about something else tonight (laughs) (laughs) what's going on hey reed yeah it's all my fault i called in i called in last night i called in last night and i commented that we should bring up Dave uh, Manson. Yeah. And today they bring up the whole team. So. So how are you? How are you feeling though? How are you feeling? Like you've been kind of unhappy lately, like a lot of us have been. How are you feeling about this? Happy. Actually happy. And it's still curious. Like we're all curious now. It, it's a new beginning. And. Like I said last night, 80% of the fans knew that um, Skinner should have been in. Yeah, I, I was surprised for sure. I wonder what he does tomorrow now. Like, is that a tough spot for Woodcroft to pick between Smith and Skinner? Well, here's a common sense. You know, um, Smith is injured. Give him a give him a day off. Bring up, you know, bring up the kid. And uh, the the one thing that hasn't been commented about all about all of I've been listening to everything. Um, when Tippett said getting pounded, no one's commented about his comment. Was that a diss to um, Ken? Is that why he got fired? Because and and, and every fan knows that we are getting pounded. We are not pounding the opposition. True. And so, if and, and it was on your show, like on when Ken, I mean Tippett was making his after the game show, uh, comment. It's like we're getting pounded around. His exact words. 
And so, I, I, in part, I think that was a diss to Ken, but at the same time, it's like, we, like all the fans are screaming the same thing. We need to be the pounders. Yeah. Well, I think, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of things, and Ron, sorry, because I got to get the, I, I got to get the news in here, but that, that's, I think, another issue too about is the team tough to play against. I, I think two things: is, is the roster quite good enough? It isn't. I've been saying for the last two and a half years they're good, not great, and may, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll turn out to be wrong about them even being good. And I also think th- there is some sort of a funk going on here that that they're not clicking the way they were. Uh, earlier, can like can they rise up and overcome when teams are, are are making the game tough? You know, do the Oilers currently have the mentality to do that? Uh, Chad is up next seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three with you until eight o'clock. Inside Sports on Chad. score five minutes left in the first between the flames and the maple leafs in the first period as well avalanche lead the lightning 2-1 in the second blues up 3-2 on the devils late in the third washington leads montreal 5-2 the penguins have shut out the senators 2-0 carolina leads boston 5-0 with nine and a half minutes to go and the blue jackets win in overtime 4-3 against the Buffalo Sabres. It was great to catch up with Trey Fix-Wolanski on the Face-Off show yesterday. Uh, and Trey Fix-Wolanski gets an assist tonight. So first goal the other night uh, and an assist this evening. Good for Trey, former member of the Edmonton Oil Kings. All right, big Oilers news, coaching change, as you all know. Uh, I'm with you until 8 o'clock. Uh, again, if you're calling in, I do appreciate it, but uh, try to be concise. I'll give you a minute or two, make your points, uh, and uh, hammer it out because a lot of guys want to try to get on here. It is Chad, first of all. Hey, Chad, go ahead. Yeah, I did. I'll make this quick. I just, to me, the Oilers could have Scotty Bowman and Dominic Hasek in net, and it's not going to make a difference unless they figure out how to play with an edge and with urgency. Uh, to me, uh, Todd McClellan, a young Todd McClellan, was my coach for five years. And he, we prided ourselves on being tough to play against. And when I'm watching this team uh, the last while, I don't know how long, they, to me, they're just too easy to play against. And it's like I know we don't really have the lineup to go out and bash and crash and run guys over, but... When, when I'm watching them on the forecheck and stuff and, and they skate across the ice and just as they get to the guy, they maybe give him a little tap and off they go. And as a defenseman, I, I'd love that. You know, there's, there's, there's no fear on the defenseman at all to me. Where did you and, play for Todd, if you don't mind me asking? That's cool. Oh, I was in Swift Current from 94 to 99. Oh, cool. I'm looking on the register yeah. right now. I'm going to see if I can guess who you are. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Bob Stoffer happens to say my name every time he goes to announce uh, uh, Jay Beagle in the lineup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I think I get it then. Hey, Chad, yeah. thanks for that. Appreciate your thoughts, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. You, you betcha. Thank you. Okay, 780-496-0063. Uh, All right. Yeah, I think we know who that is now. Uh, appreciate that call. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, he, he makes a good point. A tough to play against. I, I know that's kind of the cliche, but there's, um, 
size helps. You can also be a determined, pesky, persistent player, even if you're not big. Um, I mean, some nights, Kyler Yamamoto might be the toughest Oiler to play against. Unfortunately, sometimes just because of the laws of physics, uh, he, he doesn't always win the battles. Um, so for the Oilers, is that a mentality? Is that a roster composition deficiency? I think it's probably a little bit of both. Daniel is on the line as well. Daniel, thanks a lot for calling. Good evening, Reed. How are you doing tonight? Good. I'm happy to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, boy, I lost to say. I'll try and be concise. Um, first of all, I want to say that, you know, Tippett and uh, and his cohort there, his name escapes me at the moment, you know, I have all respect in the world for them. Unfortunately, you know, the, the, it's a results sort of thing. And whether we wait for the rest of the season to find out they don't make the playoffs. What do, what do you left to do but to try something? And at this point in stage, I, I think that, you know, the only thing left is, is to do what may have to be done at the end of the season. We kind of painted ourselves into a corner where something needed to be done. So I, I'm sorry to see the change, but I'm glad that... Uh, the, the gentlemen coming up are getting a chance. I, 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 I have faith in them. I hope they do well. As to the season, I think you made some good points about you know how many games they have to win. It's going to be awfully tough. I think that, that corresponds to my previous comment. Um, I do have to say that the one point that, that has bothered me about what's been going on lately, and, and I, I'm just a couch coach, you know, I admit that most people know no, more that, than me. That's fine. <laughs> but, you know, I, I I played enough hockey to know that, and, and, you know, organized sports growing up, to know that, you know, when you're playing a, a team-organized game such as hockey, that, you know, when your line mates are being changed, basically from night to night almost, and some of it's COVID-related injuries, you know, I, I take that into consideration. But uh, I think that that's one thing that has bothered me is is I think we need to have lines set up and, and give these players a chance to get to know each other. That's just a small point. My final point is with Cassian going down, as the previous caller alluded to, I think we are too soft to play against. And I don't know what we can do, to, to, but I, I think we need to, to bring in somebody who can offer a little bit of... Uh, enforcement if i say it nicely um I, that does concern me about the oilers being pushed around and you know uh, i think that that is only going to get harder on them as, as the season goes on and yeah, we've got too many people passing up checks in my opinion and yeah. you, you, you've got to make the other team realize that you know especially if you're going to lose <laughs> you know you might as well <laughs> lose giving than receiving right yeah you, know? you don't have to go out and fight but you might as well make them feel like it was a unpleasant was, evening even though they won yeah yeah hey. and that's something that that i in the last couple of games where i've seen and i'm just like come on guys like well yeah these last two games have... were dreadful daniel i gotta i gotta run to the next guy i really appreciate it man thank you so much that is uh daniel checking in good thoughts from him we also have brian on the line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. brian go ahead <laughs> Hello, Reed. How's it going? 
Hey, good. I'm happy to hear from you. I, I called you last night with uh, with Rob, and uh, I made the comment that there was a disconnect with the players, I thought, and I'm not surprised to see what happened today happen. Were you? I, I was. Yes, I was, because I thought that it... I, I was really concerned with these two games coming out of the break, but I thought yeah. given Holland's track record for patience, he still might wait and see how these next yeah. three games went, Friday, Monday, um, and, and Tuesday, personally. Right. Yeah, yeah. The point I want to make, um, Reed, is is one that Rob brought up, and, he, and this was when, in January, when the Oilers were struggling, and uh, Ken Holland, <clears throat> he, uh, Rob said that, you know, they, he suspects... Ken Holland went and talked to the leadership of the Euler group, you know, the, the Dreisaitl and McDavid and Nurse, to, to see what they thought of the coach, if they can play for this guy. Yeah, and I should say, I have I don't have any inside knowledge if that happened a month ago. Yeah, he did yeah, say we, he, we, call, he called them today once that Tip was fired. Yeah, we, we don't know what happened, but I'll just say this. I think that's one of the biggest problems with the Oilers is – is exactly that is that a general manager's job <clears throat> and i like ken holland but the general manager's job is to win simple as that win is to win and it's not about uh pleasing players or you know being popular or doing what what seems to be the, you know the right thing it's about winning it's it's as simple as that and that trickles down um and I, I think if you ask McDavid and Dreisaitl, what they're lacking right now is direction. This team is lacking direction. And and with Dave Tippett, and again, I think he was, he's a good coach, and I brought this up last night that in Phoenix, he, he, he had a team that almost had nothing that learned to play a system for him, and they won games. And they did it through hard work, determination, and they, and they, played, they played a system. The Oilers right now, are lacking in those things, and 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 I think it's it's partly because of it's almost like a a double-edged sword because our leadership they're superstars, there, there's no doubt they're superstars, but the other side of that is that sometimes I think coaches can be caught in awe of them, and they, and, and they see them as superstars and not not necessarily as guys on the team. You know what I mean? Well, I think I think that goes to I think you're partially making the point that I've made that you can't just lean on them in every situation. Um, and I mean, you know, we've talked about it. I mean, Mac T alluded to it. We had another caller allude to it. Um, you know, there has to be some sacrifice for the defensive side of the puck, right? And that's not the only problem, but I, I think that's something that has to be improved. Improved along the way. But thanks for the call. Uh, who else do we have here? Rocket is up next. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Rocket, go ahead. I'm not going to talk about like line combinations and lack thereof, or fourth lines or third lines getting enough ice time or anything like that. I want to just discuss like fans. Period. And, and as I've been listening to your show over and over again, I always find like like I'm 57 years old. I'm kind of an older guy, and a lot of your callers that I've listened to I agree a thousand percent with with what they've said and uh, what who I really feel for though um, Ken Holland literally was you know you could tell like this was not an easy decision it was like losing a you know a pet you know like or a son or something I mean it was it's it was a, a major 
major decision for him to do this, and especially given the Oilers' track record with coaches over the last nine years, year or whatever, 11 years, blah, blah, blah. I, I know they referenced Hopkins. But who I really feel sorry for is, like, the older callers that you get, you know, they've, they've been there. Like, I've... I was 18 years old watching Stanley Cups. I was fortunate enough to, I'm old enough that I, I, you know, got to see Gretzky, Messier, and all the Cups, right? It's the new generation I wonder about that call in. Are, are, are they, do you find that they're more, you know, um, upset than, you know, some of us older oh, callers? That, I, that's, I, I don't know, Rock, because, I mean, I can't, it's hard for me to, I try not to, I, I like I can't know somebody's history just from talking to them, so I try to just take the call at face value. So I can't always tell the the age of the person. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I I, I don't want to try and just BS an answer on the spot because it's, yeah, it's hard know, for I, me. I, to, yeah, I, I, I think I just, that I, I think about that. Like I blame like three callers ago, I blame myself too for the Oilers' loss because I called my mother who's eighty who's eighty eight years old and I said the Oilers are gonna slaughter Chicago tonight. And then in the same night I texted my buddy, a hockey buddy, and I said, if they lose tip it's gone. I, I think <laughs> And that's exactly I, 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 what happened. Yeah, I know. Uh so I I, like just, I, like, I think you know, the younger generation is more is more on social media, and I think they're more interested in analytics. Not that older fans aren't, but if I if I were to speak very generally, um, I think social media lends itself to a lot of uh, sarcasm and anger that maybe. And I find I find the goals, the calls I'm a like goals for goals against guy right. Yeah. that's it. That's the only stat I look at. Yeah, I mean, you've listened to people calling tonight. I think people are upset, but no one's been like disrespectful or idiotic about it but i still think obviously people are upset if they're calling in to talk to me but i it'd be hard be hard for me to know the ages of the people who call this rocket i'm sorry i don't know <laughs> but that's an interesting question I, I gotta run man thanks a lot for checking in okay uh 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in after the break i probably got time for for one really energetic individual and uh if, if not we'll get to another ken holland clip it's inside sports on Chet. and Islanders tomorrow 5:30 face-off show game at seven here on 6:30. Chad first game for Jay Woodcroft behind the bench I should have mentioned that Montreal game uh first game for Marty San Louis behind the bench the Canadians did lose 5-2 to the Washington Scap- uh, Capitals no score after the first Maple Leafs and Flames uh, some of you called in Oilers got to be harder to play against Ken Holland was asked about becoming a tougher team to play against I think if you don't play hard you don't be in the NHL I, I think everybody plays hard I, I think the NHL Games are decided on moments, you know, like mistakes, um, and and then certainly there's there's the heaviness, and you want to wear teams down. Like I said to you, we're, you know, you, we're trying we're, we're trying to get heavier, you know, we're, but I don't know that you you get 
heavier over a summertime. It's over a, you got to build, you got to build, you got to draft, you got to, you make trades, you make moves, you got to, it, it, you know, that was my experience in Detroit. Like we didn't, people think about the cups, like there was about the six or seven or eight years before that. It was trial and error and bringing in people and, and then people go out and making, making changes, making moves and, and, and players on your team getting into those situations and playing in playoff games and realizing that some of those players, they can play harder they got to play harder. They know they can play harder, and they do play harder. The, the NHL is a pool of 750 people, and it's not like there's a pool of players that you can bring into this pool that are going to that are better than them. So a lot of it is, is, is learning. It's 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 being in those situations. It's trial and error. So I thought, we thought, you know, people thought in the off season we tried to change, you know, get a little deeper up front, get a little bit bigger, move the puck. Obviously, we we lost. Uh, you know, Larson left. We signed. Um, Cody Cece, someone to play, play safe, safe, play, play steady. You know, as Jim had said here, it's been, it's been up and down like a toilet seat. Really, there's stretches where play, we play pretty good, and then we, we don't play good. And I feels to me, and I, you know, again, I don't know about a coaching change. You know, after December first, I think we beat Pittsburgh. I, th- I think in the last 20 or 23 games, have we scored the first goal like three times? It feels, and then and now the one nothings have been coming two nothing. It sort of feels like you're chasing the game. I, I, I don't, I can't tell you. It's coaching. I, obviously, I'm here. I changed the coach. You know, and again, I, I built the team. So if the team's not. If the team's not good enough, that's on me. That's. But certainly, as we're sitting here today, I felt that. I needed to do something to see if we could get a different result and, and, a, and, a, and a better result. Now we watch. Well, now we watch. Yeah, the Oilers need different results. Just 7-13-3 in their last 23 games. Thanks to everybody who called tonight. You also heard from Craig McTavish. If you enjoyed the show, pass it along. 5.30 tomorrow, I'll talk to you on the Face-Off Show. Bob Stoffer has orders now from noon to 2. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He is the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Take care. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.